Oh, all right. So Tommy just went ahead and pressed uh, record on the thing. So we're going to go just straight meat, man. This is like a, this is like talk radio, Tom. This is right? a no prep recording. Welcome to After Later. Yeah, we, this is just like a radio segment where we sat down late and the thing went, da, 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 now welcome After Later. And the light came on. So uh, I'll start by introducing. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the After Later podcast. I'm John Wessling. That's Tommy Drake. Uh, left to right across your screen at home or your radio dial. And if you're new, you ever listen? What's that? I'm sorry, sorry, Tom. No, no, no. You you weren't even done welcoming. No, we're live. You know what I mean? That was me. I I gave the signal. Like I I did the pass, but I stutter passed. And I tried to follow it up. And uh, that's on me. That's on me. We'll look at the tape. We'll come back with some strong suggestions on fixing this in the future. So I'm sorry, Tom. I'm using the old trick. I'm holding the coffee mug in front of my mouth so that you know it's your turn to talk. Oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> you remember this? <laughs> yeah, I do remember that. <clears throat> that's a good one. I, You know, the other day we were, we were recording an episode and I think I threw you a radio hand signal. And I don't know if you picked it up or not. Like, I, I, I can't, like... I actually thought that you were a member of a new Shenandoah gang. Oh yeah, well that's definitely. I got it wrong. Uh, Member, sir, founder, OG, it's a new gang. Um, if If you're new to After Later, welcome. John and I, of course, you know, are connected through the, uh, through the old stand-up comedy world. Uh, but John has a has an extensive background in radio. I don't know about extensive. I do not have the same background that John does in radio. Uh... I mean, you uh, make up for it with natural talent, number one. And uh, two, don't discount your illicit past as a street performer, which uh, is you know, so exactly common and, in, in, uh, you know, in simpatico <laughs> with radio. My background as a busker is why I always try. I'm always trying to talk over you louder than you're talking. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's where street performing comes from. That's radio. That's exactly radio. Yeah. Hey, you want to talk real world instance? Let's let's talk about what's going on in my Fuck world. Yeah. Oh, to the moment, to the moment, folks. Uh, joining a ship, uh, a cruise ship in the Dominican Republic tomorrow. Okay. Just got a text message uh, that my flight to the Dominican Republic tomorrow is canceled. Oh, not delayed. No. But fucking they're, canceled. They're working to rebook me soon. And Becky just got home. Hi, Becky. How you doing? Uh, she says hi. Uh, they're working to rebook me soon. Uh, okay. So stand but, by. Right? But uh, I was arriving about 90 minutes before the ship left. It was going to be a tight one. Oh, yeah. So no rebooking is going to get me to this ship. No, not then, not at this stop. No, but you know what I'm going to do, John? I'm going to pretend I didn't get this text message till after we're done recording. That's what I'm going to do. Oh, I thought you were going to say you were going to wait and pretend you didn't get that message until you got to the airport because then they'd have to pay <laughs> you. <laughs> uh, I, I, I promise you I will still get my money. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not worried about that, Tommy. I'm not worried about that at all. Uh, you, you, you know, and you know, it's an awful feel. I don't want to miss the ship. I don't want to miss any shows. Uh-huh. I will get on. I will probably be on the phone late tonight with a call center uh, yeah. on the other side of the planet, seeing if they could uh, rebook me on something. You know, uh, Tommy and I are both in the same uh, industry. Tommy's uh, much more of a uh, decorated member of the Vacation Navy. Uh, than I am. He's definitely an admiral in the uh, comedy at seas. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm creeping up on 3,600 sea days. If there's any Navy. That's that. Like, damn, that's a lot. Yeah, that's, that's a lot like, right that's there. Like 10 years straight at sea over the last 20 years. You know, that's impressive, dude. That's impressive. So what happens is the travel is a lot different than when you're working just at a comedy club somewhere where you're either driving or, or flying and catching a ride or whatever, you know, uh, that's usually, that's all when you do land gigs, regular gigs, that's on your dime. Right. So, you know, when, some, when flight delays, any travel delays come up, you know, it hits you in the money hard. Uh, it is not that case. When you work on ships, they pay for all the travel. They basically, as soon as you walk out the front door, uh, you're on, on their dime. So it's unfortunate and it is a pain in the ass 
but it's one of those, and I know you're different. Like you're, you, you, this is why you're an admiral and I'm a, I'm a lieutenant <laughs> is you, you will go through exhaustive means to get there and figure it out. I do the bare minimum as required and, and sort of, Oh, okay. Well, I'll, I'll call in the morning, I guess. Yeah, no, I'm going to, I'm going to jump through hoops and I'm, you know, if I have to drive to the airport tonight, I will, uh, I will make it. Happen. You will. You would do that. You'd be like, you know what? I would. I would do it, but I would probably not volunteer it first. Like you would. Like if you looked and saw that there was a flight you could get on. Yeah, you know, it's just uh, even though people understand, I'm getting on for the last couple of days of the cruise. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be able to replace me with anybody because I'm getting right. on in the last port. Right. You're, yeah, exactly. If you're not there, there's no shows. There are folks that are already there that can cover my show times, but they will just be doing their show. So the people are actually missing something in this case, you know, and the, mm-hmm. when I say the people like these are the, the you know, the people that paid for my house, you yes. know, these are the these are the people. These are the these are the ones that, uh, you know, that actually recognize my name. The few people on the planet who recognize my name are, are on these ships. You, know? you call them. Uh, Freddie Mac and Fannie Mae. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Lovely vacationing couple. <laughs> Very important. <laughs> VIPs, someone said. Wow, say. that's an interesting transition to what I wanted to talk about, actually. All right. Well, you have the helm. You are well, the senior officer I here. You got something else. No, I, well, I, uh, you know, I got fun, doofy shit. Some things cracked me up. Uh, Let uh, me tell you how Freddie Mac and Fannie Mae uh, makes me think of the. Uh, the Knights Templar. And let me hey, tell hold you- on. Wait, wait, wait. Give me a second. You can't just seamlessly jump. I got a Freddie May and Fannie Mac. Freddie, Freddie Mac and Fannie Freddie, Mac. Freddie Mac and Fannie Mae right. <laughs> are tied to the Knights Templar. The Knights Templar. And Continue. The, I think the I'm Knights on Knights Templar um, uh, in the uh, late 13th and early 14th century are the reason why um, our banks are the reason why the government won't tell us about the aliens <laughs> whoa okay you like where we're going here i i do once again though hold up i thought you were just going to make the quantum leap about banking mm-mm, mm-mm. right because of the knights templar like that was how they kept people they, from like if you go yeah. if you already stole a bunch of shit in the crusades and you want to get from you know constantinople Mm-hmm. back to uh france where you're from you get robbed along the way so you would basically deposit for no prep i gave you i gave you no prep on this your history is pretty strong there john oh i just see a basic understanding of uh, but i'm i'm not even at the level you already jumped to well you get robbed so what did the knights templar do they, came... they give you a receipt for the amount of shit that you had with their seal on it and you take it to the place in france where you know you're back home you give them the receipt it's all verified and they give you the same amount of treasure as best as they have appropriated or whenever their protected shipment gets over exactly and that was the beginning of the world banking economy now the knights templar got all rounded up and killed on uh, friday the 13th that's why friday the 13th is a bad luck day and they got all rounded up and killed by uh, by a, a French king who owed them lots of money. Of course, because once you start giving certificates for money that are redeemable, uh, powerful people start asking for those certificates with the understanding of collateral. Yes. Now the Knights Templar had a reputation as being treasure hunters, as being guys that would show up and 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 steal the most valuable treasures or search for them. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that the Knights Templar ever stole treasure. I don't believe that they ever searched for treasure. I believe that all of that treasure was collateral that was actually given to them or taken by them for money that they loaned that they didn't get back because they were the first banks. Hmm. I see what you're yeah. saying. So they are like a, like a pawn shop. Yeah. They have the massive inventory of all the shit that, that a regular idiot you know, young knight crusader who just runs in and yes, shiny, 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 grabs it, runs. He might take it to the Knights Templar exchange office before he goes back home to his fair maidens. Oh yeah. Or at least show it to them and say, Hey, I have these candlesticks. Can you give me a certificate? Well, and they would probably be wise enough that they have a, you know, they know a little bit of the history and they know the, you know, like Indiana Jones, they know the shit they're looking for. So like, Oh my God, that's the, that's the cross of Cortez. Uh, Yeah. That's worth about, you know, and so they'll exchange the weight of it 
and that added value of its relevance or historical significance is pure Templar profit. Yeah, exactly. They basically created debt and debt drives the world economy, right? Oh, yeah. But in order to have debt, you need to have a, a unit of currency, right? And the unit of currency for a long time, uh, uh, the US dollar was a good international unit of currency, but the bigger unit of currency on the international platform is the barrel of oil. Yes. Right? And the barrel of oil- Ounce of gold, ounce of silver, things like that. Yes, gold and silver make a little bit more sense, but the barrel of oil represents a certain amount of energy, right? And uh, this is the reason why the whole idea of the electric cars is so embattled because it, it affects the world economy mm -hmm. because it changes the value of a barrel of oil, right? It makes sense. And, and all uh, the billions and trillions of dollars of infrastructure to get those barrels of oil to you when you need it, no matter where yes. in the refined gas. It's like a whole, yeah, they went through it's a, a lot. If, that, if the world economy falls apart, the world falls apart, right? True. The world, this planet without the economy uh, has, is, a, is, a, is a world war where most of the people end up dying. Um, so... Imagine if, and this is this, this is this alien theory. Imagine if in the 40s, in the 30s of the Russians or in the 40s, the Americans got some reverse engineering technology, got a UFO. In the when? Uh, in the 40s. In the oh, in the 40s. Oh, like Roswell time. Like, like Roswell time. Like the, uh, yeah, the Roswell time, 1947, post-World War II. We have some German scientists in the U.S. that mm -hmm. are going to be able to reverse oh, yeah. engineer anything weird that we force. Imagine if if the reverse engineering uh, teaches them how to use just the magnetic field or the or the electric field of the Earth to move stuff around, i.e., how the pyramids were made, the whole thing, right. right? The floating blocks. And it costs nothing to harness the electricity. Yeah, like Tesla. Tesla harnessed cage lightning kind of yeah that the free electricity that is just all around us that sharing that technology with the planet as a whole ruins the economy well yeah that's why they can't tell us about the aliens and i blame the knights templar it definitely okay I, hold up <laughs> Ooh, man. this is this is some grad level class shit here as far as having to take big bites the debt-based world economy is subject to the well, currency it, there will always be a grifter to rise to the level of the flow of of resource right, right. so i think you're right it would completely fuck up energy companies that are oil and gas natural resource you know i mean I, I still think there that's all well and good if we can tap into an electric grid that's all around us there's still need for like heavy equipment, things like that. In, even in the short term of the next decade or so with existing what's here, that there's enough to, you're going to need to keep some oil. But if you're reducing it down to 5% of what they're using now, then that's that's not going to hurt the environment. Actually getting down to 5% now would save the environment, right? Right, right. But you're right. It would fuck up the economy if you don't firewall around those industries. If if just oil and gas, the mega corporations take a beating right off the bat, and then somehow you subsidize and help transform them into that energy company, because they're right. going to have some, there's got to be some infrastructure that's that works both directions. Oh, yeah. Right? And you, can, you can you can turn that you can turn that energy into the currency. You can because we're not shell. you can let shell charge for it. It's just that shift there that I think the governments of the world are afraid of people getting their heads around. Right. Or just su su surviving the big splash of it, really. Yeah. You know, you got to, and we don't have the, the fucking, if there's anything we've learned the last two, three years or, or, or even longer is that we, we don't react well to big challenges no, of change. No, I mean, and, and we, you and I, <laughs> we already pay, we already pay an electric bill. We already pay a water bill. Right. You know, so all of this, all of this stuff that's, that's for free and around us, companies 
distribute it to us and we pay for it right mm -hmm. so there's no reason why that couldn't happen with with future technology well future tech i mean dude think about it, it depends what you're talking about it depends about how how whatever gift the extraterrestrials pop down and say hey here cold fusion boom check it out you can just take a rock put it in there and there's your energy runs your house for the rest of your life thank you just plug it in it's like a lightning cord inside your computer boom pop you know is it something magical like that where literally it's a weather vane sticks up the top of your roof it just sucks in electricity and, and you're good to go i mean there's still got to be how do you take the the able to do it into it being commonplace right like they could have yeah. made an iphone in 1960 theoretically right it wasn't until they were able to master the tech you know the, the the manufacturing of all the stuff and the act you know yada 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 so yeah how how realistic is it going to be right tom like is it magical shit or is it going to uh, be no no it's not it's not magical it still involves infrastructure right but it's you know it'd be you know something as easy as uh oh they're coming over this afternoon to to redo you so know the unit on my house do you think how long until all levers fail is something i've heard said before they uh so you would say the oil and gas industry yeah. has leverage over all of us like hey you like fucking super bowls and you like weekends at the park and being able to own a boat well this world falls apart you're gonna be fucking mad max fighting for resources so keep burning that gas motherfucker how long does that lever still work before they actually do choke us out and fucks up the climate so bad you know where where does it finally go okay we grifted you for all we can before we kill the the host right Isn't that a bad parasite that kills the host yes don't they need to back off at some point so that we survive so that they can survive oh yeah they're yeah. not gonna ride us straight to hell and punch out to mars are they no are they tom no shit that sounds like a good idea. that's what i would fucking do but they have they have leverage over the planetary economy you know and uh it's it's the reason why uh so many things with international politics come out so so wrong and so negative is because of the leverage that industry has over the economy you know you would think a group of people that want to be public servants all in a in a meeting room together would agree oh we gotta we gotta well, first thing we gotta get some clean water into detroit you know <laughs> second thing yeah second thing we got to make sure that the uh, elementary school kids are are safe and and coming up you know you would think they would all agree on that but they don't they all they all you know they all yell at each other and uh and call each other names and but even I, that's pro wrestling because that's what they've been paid to do run out the clock stall enjoy the perks we're out of here at five steaks afterwards tomorrow more of the same great didn't get anything done you got paid we got paid everybody forgot yeah yeah but right? I, I think uh if the if it if it wasn't so connected to the economy uh it, it there'd be more honesty and more efficiency and so, how, how we live our lives what so that's like that would be a good fucking movie you know the the classic story of the alien either offering the gift or the weapon right oh yeah oh yeah right that's been several takes on that but what if they're like how about this what if it's not so much a choice what because okay let me see if i can i i like what you're cooking with i like where you're going of why they they were they would cover up aliens because aliens ruin the grift right, right? Exactly. alien shows up and people say that if they have the technology to get here then there's nothing we can do to stop them they basically show up right we are uh, we i did are, present the 19 the theory of the 1970s aliens that use their planet resources to get here in a wooden ship and oh. visit us visit us with less tech than we have and oh yeah that'd be funny discs. <laughs> like they like a big old fucking apollo 13 looking craft shows up and i don't think we just got here like oh great what do you that's highly you, unlikely but can I you solve anything that. like no we just i took everything we had to get here <laughs> we were, <laughs> we're hoping you had guys. some plutonium to get this back <laughs> no well we're gonna die here then what do you want us to do yeah that would be funny but let's say it is the super advanced glowing powerful massive spaceships that show up but they're mildly friendly but they just basically say hey we've observed you guys for a while 
And uh, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take over all your energy. So you're all going to have it unlimited. Everything works and you don't have to pay for it. It just fucking exists. We're going to show you that we're going to build it. You have no, you have no say so in the matter, yeah. <laughs> right? We're just going to plug this thing into all your existing power and show you how to make more. And it's because you're just going to fucking love it. <laughs> all right. Uh, the only thing is, is we're watching from above and you're not allowed to shoot at each other anymore. Good. All right. We're going to be watching how you'd handle this. <laughs> how do you think that would, I mean, that's, that's like the friendliest of alien pop in that yeah. you could hope for right is that they just oh, yeah. we've been watching we're gonna help you just shut up and take it don't shoot at us or you know watch what we do to the moon yeah you know there's uh there's there's two major reasons why you would leave your planet right number one is just the curiosity of exploration general science right mm -hmm. i want to get closer to that to uh observe it figure out what's going on with it the second reason is you need to expand you need another place to live right right either peril at your own place or yeah. a consumption over consumption of a resource that you need for whatever so the only example that we can use is our own human race if, the, if we are going out as explorers you know, which is a little bit of it's happening now, but if, you know, say a thousand years from now, we're going out as explorers, specifically Star Trek style, looking for other life. Mm -hmm. The scientists would observe from a distance, would document, right? you know, would do what Jane Goodall did with the apes, would try to maybe try to communicate with them, stay close mm -hmm. to them, let them accept them. That's what our scientists would do. Prime directive stuff. Right. Observe, now, the, but don't. Another one where our planet only has a few years of resources left and we go off. That's not the scientists. That's the, that's the colon, that's the, uh, the colonists. That's the military. Yeah. So the ones who show up and say, can we breathe here? Good. Yeah. All right. They would Is there water? <laughs> they would come in and say, do you have anything? Is there anything on this planet that we can use? And if there is all you folks that live here are now subjects of our King, you know, that's that's the example from the human race. Those are the two. Re Those are two very different visits that we would get. Yeah. If they're like us and they come to us, those are two very different visits. So the, the last thing, one yeah, we don't want like fucking space orcs to show up and just ah, our planet, we take it. Ah, right. That's you don't want that. Yeah, that that one. You want the glowing space hippies that play synthesizer outside in the park doo, 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 well, you, doo, want the, you want the scientific ones you want the one you yeah. know the, the apes didn't know that jane goodall was a was a danger because she wasn't she was just a weird looking ape but mankind is to the mankind ape. is yeah so she, she, yeah. so we be careful of the friendly messenger with the fucking mankind level oh, <laughs> takeover man, the, behind them yeah, the first the first alien scientist that should up. we learn lessons from our own uh, Aboriginal uh, experience on on our planet? One hundred percent. Right. Yeah, the first scientists that show up here from another another planet might might already be here. They would observe from a distance. They wouldn't they wouldn't try to mess with us. They might try to help us if it looked like we were going extinct, and Depending on how you look at it, it looks like we're going extinct, even though there's eight yeah. billion of us. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's the uh, you know, it's you have a rabbit in a cage, and then you got four rabbits in a cage, and then six months later you got 12 rabbits in a cage. Those rabbits are going extinct unless you get a bigger cage, right? Yep. That's kind of what our planet looks like. Yeah, that's us. And we're a bit of a flight risk because we're sending shit up in the orbit and uh little things out in the space. So if you're observing it, you're like, uh oh, they're not far from, they're not far from turning into an intergalactic nuisance. Yeah, or ships least, packed with millions of fucking losers looking for a place to find Mountain New Mountain Dew, <laughs> or at least an inter interplanetary nuisance. You know, I think we're becoming that now. Um, there's a. There's a couple places you could observe us from, right? One is just the inside the planet. The other is from another dimension around us. Right. And the uh, the third and the most popular one in the conspiracy theories is from the dark side of the moon. Oh, I loved I love moon theory. 
Oh, this. I do. This this idea because I could see it. I could believe that the it. The moon's artificial. That the moon is a is a ship. That the moon's hollow. Yeah. That's exactly as a zoologist what I would set up if I had unlimited resources to observe the planet. Mm-hmm. One hundred percent. Remember uh, Truman Show. What's that? Remember the Truman Show? Oh, the Truman Show is a fantastic movie. Were they not observing and watching and controlling everything from what was the moon in the sky? Yes, they were. I mean, yes, they were. that's that's one of those, if you're this kind of conspiracy theorist, that's popular culture uh, terraforming our minds to get ready for when that's a possibility. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's, you know? there's a lot of culture terraforming. Yeah. yeah, man. Okay, all right. So if you were the, I don't know what kind of alien species you'd call that, the... The, the watchers, the sure. observers. Watchers is good. Watchers goes back to a lot of religions. Caretakers, right? Yeah. This would yeah. this overseers. Would, overseers. Overseers. Yeah. Well, overseers would 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 almost, I think, doesn't that denote a public? Yeah, it means we're presence. doing their work. If they're overseeing, it means they're 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 manipulating what we do. For well, I see an overseer species is the kind that actually has the sentries walking around. You know. Right. Right. They are still undercover. Oh yeah. Okay. So they're trying to keep it, you know, blind. <laughs> <laughs> but who knows how much they're current? Are they currently influencing on the on a small level, or are they sitting back just watching, recording? Like how? I wonder how light their touch is. Like, well, I, I think what set off a lot of like we talk about Roswell and shit like that before is, you know, when we started setting off nukes. That that was probably a oh, okay heads up, fucko. You guys, right, right. Cut that's that a good, out. It's a good time to visit. Right, <laughs> it's a good time to crash. It's a good time to show up and go. Oh, okay, no, 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 no. Yeah, a lot of people believe that the light influences, and I, I like this theory that if you if you have the technology to make it here, that uh, your technology is going to prevent you from crashing unless you want to crash. Oh, we've talked about that. This this is we're going to off off book after later conversations years ago in road on road trips talking yes. about how they, they wouldn't and they wouldn't they wouldn't be able to if they can get all the way here they're not going to crash when they get here right right so how do you how do you influence how do you influence us uh well you crash uh you crash the microprocessor technology mm-hmm. like they're close they mule they it. it they're still using vacuum tubes mm-hmm. but if we drop this down there they will figure it out. That'll speed them up by about a hundred years. This will speed them up. Yeah. Now there's a wonderful boy. I could be wrong. I want to say Ray Bradbury. We talked about Isaac Asimov earlier, but there was mm-hmm. a there's a wonderful story about uh, these uh, interplanetary uh, uh, bad guys. Basically, it's a race that wants to keep taking over as many planets as they can. They're like the Romans of the galaxy. Mm-hmm. They want to get as big as they can. But the laws of the intergalactic galaxy is that you can't, you can only uh, battle the creatures of a planet with their level of technology. So if they're using rocks and clubs, you have to go down with rocks and clubs. Oh, that's, and that's honorable. That's honorable. That's honorable. chivalrous almost. It's chivalrous, right? But what these guys started doing is they started traveling through time and getting the best warriors from different stages of technology <laughs> and using them oh, as their mercenaries. Um, so there's the theory that the aliens keep dropping tech on us so that we will get just advanced enough that they're allowed to come slaughter us. To come fuck us up. Be, have it not be a crime. <laughs> Oh, so these are like like in Fortnite. These are gear drops, right? These are like gear drops, exactly, exactly. And, and it could be good or bad, but it sounds right. Well, okay, well, let's say Hunger Games. You a Hunger Games guy? It's like you wait until your son is eighteen years old to punch him in the chest. You're finally a man. I've been wanting to do this for years. There it is. Well, I think it would be more like throughout his childhood, giving him toys to prepare him to get punched in the chest. Yes. Yes. Right. You keep aging him. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That I get it. I get it. Well, that would be that would be cruel and manipulative, I think. Yeah. That almost reminds me of like old Star Trek, like uh Captain Kirk, Shatner, like where the 
like they've got to get us up to the Roman gladiator level for our champion to fight their champion and the winner gets the dilithium crystals. Yeah, the, the Shatner, and that's a Gene Roddenberry character, and the Shatner character was ahead of his time because he was manipulating the ethics of his job <laughs> to accomplish certain things, mm -hmm. but in a good, in a, in a, in a positive way, you yeah. know? Uh, but he was still manipulating, he was still the rule breaker. I, I think one thing that's lost in the, if you look at the canon of Star Trek, <laughs> is that to be a successful uh starship captain you have to be down to fuck oh yeah oh, right yeah. and it's like you literally that's part of his job was to i'm gonna go to this weird planet and you know what i'm gonna get my answers i'm gonna get what we need and if i gotta fuck their weird tentacled princess i'm gonna do it you I'm know do it. it's been part of international relations for a long mm -hmm. time you know the, the best example is uh diplomatic uh, fucking Julius Caesar, uh, Cleopatra's in charge of Egypt. She's 21 years old. A 21-year-old woman is, is the ruler of, of a major superpower. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Julius Caesar comes, the, the ruler of the biggest superpower, to say, we either, either we are partners or we take you over, one or the other. <laughs> what do you want right. to do? She gets pregnant by him, has a baby. She sleeps with him. I don't know why this isn't talked about more. Cleopatra had a baby with Julius Caesar. When Caesar died, she got with his number one, Mark Anthony. Uh -huh. She was the ruler of Egypt at the time. She was sleeping with other. I like, imagine if, uh, you know, Angela Merkel from Germany was just fucking everybody that visited. <laughs> that's what Cleopatra. But successfully, but like, yeah, and that's how we ended the war in Ukraine. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah remember that that uh cuban missile crisis well, well <laughs> merkel now, fucked them all <laughs> let's let's wrap it back around uh -huh. what's the real world economy then if it's not a barrel of oil what are our transactions based on lady parts, like what, what women sex um, that's the new economy. That's the new, I mean, look at, we're talking over the internet right now. What keeps the internet alive? What built it? So you're saying, Tom. Yes. That it's not barrel oil or even like I was, I was thinking when you, when you were saying it before you got to, I think the, the right answer, I was even thinking of other things that could be a unit of, of either a unit of measurement or a unit of, uh, of, of money currency. Uh, a a uh, forty caliber shell or a, the sh a bullet that goes in an AK forty seven like that's one that's like a penny in the yeah. in the world economy and the yeah, way it's going. Uh, water, air, land. Well, buddy, things. I think you're right. I think pussy is the Bitcoin of them all. I think it because is. it changes the mind on all of that properly, properly deployed. There is no no more lethal a weapon, and and I say that with all the respect in the world for it. And I think that uh, a lot of our society is based on, a lot of our government even is based on what the Romans and the Greeks did. And they were sort of obsessed with sex and sexuality. Look, even in the post-Roman, you know, in the age of kings and queens throughout Europe afterwards, oh, it yeah. was, every war was personal. It was grudge-based. They would marry each other off. They would... Every it was all you, you'd be. You'd it was be like very, gossip. It was like Real housewife shit, but leading to wealthy death. man. If you were living back then, because you will have already traded two of your daughters for lots of money and goods. <laughs> now, one, I'm gonna have to throw in a lot of goats in the deal. <laughs> but yeah, you know, women were used, land you know, in, the, in the Bible. Uh, young girls are used as currency. You know, mm -hmm. here's a wife. She'll give you kids. They can help till your field. Well, and that's horrible overall for women i'm oh, glad it's not done anymore women to be used as currency <laughs> i don't want oil to be used as currency either i want the world economy to be balanced it's never going to be that's the you, sad you, part you want uh you want pussy to be at its appropriate retail price <laughs> exactly i want the markets to be realistic I, inflation has been horrible <laughs> i mean you know how 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 much labor 
earns you a Subway sandwich. That's the economy I want. Yeah, that's that's where the not so much the barrel of oil, but the gallon of gas is the economic marker. Like how long do you have to how long do you have to work just to get to work and home? Oh, yeah. Right. How long do you have to work to how much does your work day cost you? Yeah. You know, how much is it going to cost me to be up all night on the phone figuring out how to get to the ship? It's a cost of doing business. I'm willing to I'm willing to eat it, right? So you all right, so I will yeah, that's part of it. Gotta it's an it's an ante is what it is. Right? Yes, that's exactly what it is. Choose my new flight. That's not gonna work. All right. Well, hold on, I'm gonna take a second here. Uh not to thank a sponsor because we don't have any sponsors. <laughs> to give an endorsement i'm trying something n- okay. new new tonight tom oh, i went to our, my, my local uh hemp place uh-huh yeah sure and you know it's hot outside yeah so i got a beverage I got the wonder water I got wonder water with uh with, with 10 ticks of uh the delta eight in it so it's like uh nice. it's like a sprite and a gummy at the same time i like it I like and it, was refre- it was refreshing it was refreshing it was like it was like having a beer a weed beer <laughs> Very now, good. I, I think that uh you know it, it grows right out of the ground but i think a lot of stuff that grows out of the ground properly processed is, is a more logical world economy you know i like the folks down the street bringing you a bushel of carrots going when you got to trade you know and i think that that hemp is is potentially uh a unit of uh I, right, it, it potentially has more value uh, in a, in the world economy than than the dollar bill. You know? I think you're right. I think it's a valuable commodity and should be in the future. But you got to to go to the true value. You got to go even earlier in the food chain of that, and it won't so much be the barrel of oil, but a barrel of fresh water. Yeah, is going to wind up. You know, you because for sure anything that grows needs that and we're seeing that being a big problem all over the world drought yeah temperature shit like yeah. that once it fucks with the food oh then then you truly see a big ripple through the world so in a peaceful scenario uh water is your most valuable fluid on earth fresh water there's a neat scientific fact that i've probably shared before the amount of fresh water in our uh atmosphere hasn't changed significantly up or down in about 3 billion years now. So the amount of fresh water that is access to it. Yeah. When you drink water or when you pour water on your plants uh and it helps them grow, they process the hydrogen and oxygen, but it doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't even, even uh, uh, it, it, it doesn't get eliminated. It just ends up back in the atmosphere. right? Right. So, uh, so drought isn't that we don't have enough water is that we don't have enough access to it. It's either all up in the atmosphere or no. all down in the rocks and it's, it's not. not on the oh, okay. I got, I, I see what you're saying. You're talking about the, the whole water cycle. Yeah. But whole... you're not, you know, you're not eliminating water when you drink it. Now, uh, oxygen and hydrogen do get eliminated or form changed, uh, when they burn, but the the burns the explosions are such an insignificant amount and we get new water coming in every now and then from our atmosphere that we didn't think was here from stuff that's orbiting from meteors from one, one extra benefit of all that melting ice exactly <laughs> yeah weird isn't uh, it clean water is is a uh, is a currency and uh debt and interest interest itself is a currency which which kind of messes with your mind right yeah. currency itself is a currency right? wow so that's the fucked idea, up the the idea that uh that you owe money on something and it's and it's getting interest is you know lending lending money that's the that was the original economy back to the knights templar right okay i i see it I see it because, and here's the stabilizing uh, influence of debt is that it makes everybody buy into the system and look forward to the future. You are investing in the future. Like if I borrow a thousand bucks for something, I'm doing that with a belief that I will have that and more in the future to pay off this debt now. 
You can't yes. you can't be a full blown fatalist nihilist and exist in a debt system unless you're just hogging it up because you think you're going to die and then you're stuck with it, which that happens. Yeah, like imagine imagine this scenario. Imagine if you know Elon Musk is a is a great character to use for this. Imagine if uh, instead of uh, you know billions of dollars, he somehow mathematically had trillions of dollars. Pretty goddamn close. And he decided tomorrow, as a as a benefactor of, of of humans, to go to all the financial institutions and say, I am eliminating all the debt that people have right now. Here's the money for here's the money that's that's owed to you to every financial institution. You know what would happen to the banking industry worldwide? It would shut down <laughs> and the world economy would collapse. Well, but wouldn't people line right up for what would be all new loanable money? I mean, clearing the t- clearing the deck doesn't does it preclude oh. them from starting again tomorrow? We would go right back to borrowing. Yeah, but if you told the banks, which that, would be a boom in the economy right off the bat, all of a sudden you got so much money to lend because everyone's been paid up. Right. I, right. I guess, but no, I see what you're saying. It would definitely. I mean, well, all that interest is promised to the banks and the people that work for the banks and the companies that the banks have invested in, you know, that thousand dollars that you borrowed, that thousand, you know, that 1100 that you're paying back, that extra hundred dollars is promised to the economy of the world. And if, if Elon Musk pays off your thousand and that extra hundred doesn't come with it because he pays it off early, they're losing money. Crazy. Well, that's what. Okay, here's what I would do. It's a blow that banks couldn't take. It's why if you if you pay off your your credit card completely every month, they often drop you. <laughs> that's true. You got to leave a little little meat on the bone for them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Remember earlier when you were talking about how if if there was all of a sudden super free Tesla energy floating from the sky and we learned how to harness it, it would crash the economy because it would fuck up the. The, the gas companies and then i said well what if an alien came in and took the decision away and just fucking did it and told us we had to do it and now we just sort of move on what if same thing with the financial situation you say someone just pays off all the debt eliminates all debt immediately everything in turmoil at least crashing most likely but you could how do you how do you show up with with big dick fuck you money on a world economy scale let's go back to a story from six months or so ago the asteroid that's the size of the uh empire state building made entirely of gold and rare earth minerals and shit like that what if you're that you're that scientific alien group you're talking about the good guys on the moon writing down all the data and you just go watch this or you go grab it and then bring it in to a nice low orbit set it down somewhere like all right we're that's like that's the that's the guy showing up at the uh, James Bond baccarat table <laughs> with here's one trillion dollars on your poker game. Guess who wins? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, so they could do that and and like, all right, well, here's a whole new takeoff level of trend, you know, of uh, now even now the gold we have is fucking worthless, but all gold is now. So they, they've taken over. Right, which kills which kills the market. If you, if you take any of the commodities and make them suddenly worthless, not gradually worthless, that's different, but suddenly worthless, it kills the world. Right, but because by finding so much more in the market. And when I say kill, this is the scary part about the world economy being killed. I have, uh, I have money in my wallet that I take to the HEB to buy food. If I show up and they say, oh, we don't take money anymore. I say, ah, oh, here's my here's my debit card. You can't use that. That's money. I said, well, what what do you take? Ah, oh, well, now we're trading for a barrel of clean water. Then you can have anything in here. Well, now I'm figuring out and fighting how to get the new currency. You know, isn't that a simplification of what work is? That's exactly what work is. Right. That's that's what you say when they say we don't take your currency at the restaurant. You say, let me wash some dishes. My family needs to eat. So that what, what, uh, what can I do in trade? How long is it going to take me to earn this Subway sandwich? Working right. 
And then it's like, you know what? I used to be an electrical engineer and that was how it was so valuable. And the stuff I did was so good that they gave me all this money and money was so valuable and I could do this and I could buy this house and we can go to this vacation and we got a boat and blah, blah, blah. And then like, Oh, dollars aren't worth anything anymore. Like, well, now I find water. <laughs> That's my job. Because <laughs> then electrical engineering does not give me barrels of water at the subsequent you know level. I'm not getting a hundred thousand barrels like I was getting a hundred thousand dollars kind of thing. Yeah, you and I are in this interesting position uh where if the world economy collapses, we're still sort of the same level of of wealthy. We still have the house. We yeah. still live in a place where we could we could probably get by, we could probably get food, all of that. I could grow corn at my house, yeah. Here's who, here's who suffers the most when the world economy collapses. Uh, really rich people. <laughs> yeah. Because their wealth is represented by imaginary numbers. And when those imaginary numbers go away and all they have is their house and their boat and their car, they've taken a huge blow, right? And now they might actually have to do some physical labor or something. They might actually have to find some fresh water. They so won't the have to. That this would hurt rich people. They will become food. They will become food. But the fact that this would hurt rich people so much should give anybody listening security that the world economy is never going to collapse. Because they will do whatever they can to keep their wealth. To keep the plates spinning. Yeah. Right. So even if and versatility, right? Because we did you talk about three three or four different ways the economy could collapse, but also all of those are separate pillars holding it up. So one can fall down, the rest strain a little bit, but they hold it up and they fix it. Do you know the light bulb story? Uh, Livermore, California, the fire station, the light bulb. Some some dude that worked at the fire station looked up and said, That's kind of an old light bulb. Some other guy goes, Yeah, it's been burning for 30 years. The guy goes, 30 years? How's that possible? He goes, well, it's old. They did research. This light bulb's been burning for 119 years. Now, about 100 years ago, the light bulb people got together and said, hey, we're never going to make any money unless we make light bulbs that go out. So let's all agree to do that. Mm -hmm. And they did. And it's still an industry. Go to the light bulb aisle in Walmart and you will see it is still an industry. Absolutely it is. I, I, and I, they gradually make more efficient light bulbs. But we had the technology 150 years ago to make a light bulb that will burn longer than you'll live. Yeah. yeah. We stopped doing that. I'm surprised that more people, especially people who have the, you know, people that do soldering and do electrical work. Why not just make your own badass light bulbs with the proper filament that you know is going to last forever, but I haven't seen any light bulb mods, but you're right. You're absolutely right. The, the fix, the fix is in. Cause well, at that point we're not citizens or even residents. Well, we are measured as consumers. Yeah. Which, you know, but look, the entire conversation we've had, we've talked in the language of the consumer talking about currency and value and economy and whatnot. Yeah. You know, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, we're, 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 we're consumers, man. We're 100% consumers. But that's, that's how this society needs to work. That's the barter society, right? That's the trade society. I don't know how to build this house, but I know how to do <laughs> stuff that I can trade for units that I can use to pay the people that know how to build this house. Well, I mean, I can suck a dick too if I had to, Tom, but I don't know if that's a... <laughs> no one's, oh, you're talking about comedy. Yeah, I could probably... Do some campfire shit. I'm talking about whatever I got to do to make a life. <laughs> okay. You know, uh, this was good. I like the voyage through Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, the Knights Templar, aliens, mm -hmm. uh, banking, barrels of water. This was good. This was good. This was a, a solid rogering. For our final uh, topic of the evening, Tom, uh, I want to dovetail off of uh, the last person we just mentioned, Mr. Elon Musk. You know, we like to keep our, our, our uh, 46 loyal listeners fully abreast on Elon Musk, who is the richest human being on earth. And, and let's be honest, he's a little underexposed. Yeah, it's so hard to get information. He's hardly in the news at all. <laughs> but it recently occurred where his, uh, hold on. Hey, babe. How do I refer to trans who grew up boy became female? Trans female. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. No, I know, but it's 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 in reference. It's not. It's in reference to the Elon Musk kid 
thing. So trans, it's trans female. She's a trans female. Okay. So she's a trans female, 18 year old, uh, one of Musk's seven children. Right. From I think his second wife. Right. So this is a kid. I don't know how the, the will breaks down. Uh, but anyway, a trans female and wants to emancipate from, from her father. So okay. uh, father is, I don't want to be associated with him. I'm signing everything and throwing it all away. Gotcha. Don't want to be change my name. Fuck you. You're not my dad. And, you know, I applaud it. I get it. I've seen this in my life. And I've seen it in friends' lives, and I am always bold and supportive of the one jumping out, right? That says, fuck you, fuck you, you can't do what you tell me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I really think in this case, you're talking about the dad is the richest human being on earth. Yeah. And you are forsaking a one-seventh claim to, to that as an heir. That's a big deal. That's a big, that's, that's more than the garden variety, even rich kid saying it. That is, that is a big deal. That's a big deal. And uh, I would argue that anybody who makes the gender switch decision is putting almost as much on the line as this person, almost as much. Now it brings up the question, you know, is there an amount of money that you would trade your penis for? <laughs> but, but this is, this is, I don't know how much I'm going to get for it. <laughs> but this is it's used because, because this is the it's I, high I mileage. I don't want the penis and I don't want the money. That's how bad I want this. Yeah. You know? That's how wrong I feel in my own body. It, I don't think it's necessarily the same decision here in this case where i don't think it was i'm doing this and part of that is throwing away i i don't think those i think there could have been one without the other right i think there was does that make sense like i don't think it's the. i, I hope I, that they're independent of one another I yeah hope, i don't think the the, the I trans hope that, i hope choice. that elon musk was accepting of of the 18 year old who decided to change genders you know i don't think he was i, I haven't dug too much into the story because uh, for me the, the the angle that inspired me was the are you sure you want to throw away that massive fortune regardless of how you feel about its origin right. and and i thought about this tom uh because did you ever watch secession uh no i'm not sure what that is all right it's on hbo it's a great show it's about super rich family and the, the offspring having to deal with the palace intrigue of the father's fortune and taking over the business right and as a guy who's a multi-billionaire uh musk got about a trillion dollars right. pretty close he's sure. the richest human on earth right uh but a lot a lot of his assets are massive corporate s- situations publicly traded even uh, right so there's boards of directors he, I, he probably has 50 lawyers walking around him like a like a swarm of bees at a, any given minute for everything that he does in his life he's candy man there's no way that that kid didn't have to sign something some sort of buyout there's no walking away throwing your hands up at the, some point they're gonna th- this is a bigger decision legally like i guarantee you there's paperwork for relinquishing the claim more than just saying it well here's 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 an example right would you agree that that's kind of a no i agree and this happens with uh dignitaries this happens with people with a lot of money you can't just emancipate yourself from elon musk his he still needs to protect you even if you say i don't i don't want it anymore because you know what happens when they get the phone call you know we have your we have your daughter and uh, it's going to cost a lot. You'll be like, well, technically you don't. Uh, I don't know if you've been reading up. That's the one that doesn't like me. <laughs> a lot of semantics on this phone call. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You get to the ransom, right? So you still have to protect that person. You know, even if the, you know, if the, uh, if the, uh, you know, if the son of the president says, I don't want to be associated with you, it's still dangerous for them to be out there alone because they could get kidnapped by somebody that wants to let uh, leverage the president. Hmm. And, you know, your, your kid's your kid. What about? That's uh, leverage. This is more akin to like when Harry had to leave the royal family. It's very similar to Harry. It's, it's like abdication of a, a so, but, but, but it, 
the reality is it can't be permanent or because it doesn't matter what how if you consider the you are what you are and you could be a liability right hey give me one sec i have to yell something <laughs> oh, okay this will be fun honey well, did you just turn the oven off please did you just say clear off on the oven that was too good can you just can you turn the oven off can you just can you just turn the oven off oh i just want to write that down <laughs> I hope you've enjoyed today's uh, episode of, of After Later. Sometimes we tell jokes. Sometimes it's real funny. Sometimes we just take off running. And this is very akin to what our actual regular phone conversations are like. Right? Sometimes, we Tom, do we don't even talk about shit like this. Sometimes it's all ship jokes and talk about comedy and funny movies. We should just do a whole episode of you filling time while I'm running errands. In oh, that was great. I was mocking you a little bit with, honey, can you can you turn the oven off? <laughs> can you turn the oven off? Can you turn the oven off, please? <laughs> the beeping of the timer that was bothering me. So I didn't even hardly hear it. Okay, well, it, this was fun, Tom. I was already. I, I look at the clock. Right, I think we're 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 at a, we've fulfilled yeah, proper yeah. show length at this point, right? For sure. People enjoyed the two-hour mega episode, though, Tom. It was like a whole week of uh, drive time listening. Like people were able to, like on Monday, you know, the average commute's about, you know, 10 to 15 minutes. So they listen on the way home, they listen and they just kind of keep, you know, just press pause and and pick it up. It's a whole day. Well, we can do a long one. I don't want to do one now. No, no, we can do a long one coming up. We can do coming up. Yeah. Like special, special treat. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you get back around the 28th, right? Uh, I will, I will get back on the early on the 27th early on the 27th. Okay, cool. Somewhere. Cause I don't leave again till the second at right. some point, let's crank some out and let's get some, let's get some fresh summer content. Yeah. We'll be able to do that. Summer content. We'll be able to do that. No problem. You have any like muscle shirts or can you, I, I know we're audio only, but I think it would be important for a commitment. If you like, we'll set it up. Like I'll set up my shot and be in beach attire. I could wear something summery. I could do that. Okay. Switch uh, to my summer wardrobe. <laughs> I was gonna lie. I bet you're something summery. It looks like like you're going to the to the to the boat uh, to the marina. So it's like a the blue blazer, the white shirt, the yellow tie, the the the, the khakis, the boat shoes. Do you have a do you have a formal captain's hat, Tom? Not a formal. for your for your naval occasions. No, I don't. <laughs> Dude, I need to get one. You should, when you go to fancy events with Becky, go in uniform, a carnival officer's. Uh, that is so insulting. To I think who actually serve. <laughs> in, in carnival officer, not, a, not, a, not, not like Top Gun, not like you're going to go in naval. It's not actual stolen valor, Tom. If, I'm not even a ship officer, though. I think you, you should apply for rank. <laughs> you have been there long enough that you should you should get a four stripe or a three stripe uniform. Maybe one day. You should be Carnival's funship officer of comedy. First officer of comedy. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> I wanna... Well, you know, uh, Shaquille O'Neal is our uh, is our CFO. Oh yeah, for yeah. chief fun officer. <laughs> <laughs> i bet he i bet i bet he's got a fucking carnival officer's uniform well, he does because he's he's he has a rank <laughs> all right man i gotta go i gotta get on the phone with international all right well then you know what if you want if you're in such a hurry tom why don't you do the after letter <laughs> sign off i'll just stand here and chew ice uh thanks honey can you turn the oven off <laughs> and you turn the oven off. Okay, that sounds like me. It's a pretty good impression of me. Definitely not on So it's off? <laughs> oh my God. Okay, sorry. So Go you ahead. can catch us at, uh, on Facebook and After Later Podcast. That's also like the only way to get in touch with me personally. So if you message yep. me there, I'm always happy to chat if I'm online. Uh, and uh, at Twitter, it's mm-hmm. at After L, the number eight, ER. Uh, so you can get us there too. Nailed it. And uh, you can listen to us on wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow mm-hmm. us. 
And if you're on, uh, well, here, you're going to like this. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please leave a leave a comment or a rating. A good one. You like that one? Yeah, it was a good one. If you don't like it, please keep that shit to yourself. <laughs> a a three-star rating and a shitty review. I'm like, why did you do that? Oh, no, are you kidding me? I would love some some hate mail, some why are you guys You don't. No, you, you think that, tongue-in-cheek. I thought that, too. When I first started doing podcast stuff, I was like, hey, it'd be funny if you did that. And then I got a couple, and people were like, and then it just disappeared. And I was like, holy shit. When you get a negative review, that shit hurts. So please, God, please, God, folks, don't actually do it. On comments on, on Facebook, yeah, give us bad reviews for funny. But don't write it like actual. No, man. That's the new economy, Tom. That's the fucking new economy. You know what, John? We didn't get there. But for the next episode, uh, information mm-hmm. might be the new currency. Oh, and the ability that. to store information, process power is the currency of the future and have you been taking alpha brain or something because you are just throwing smoke it's uh it's a coffee called major dickinson's blend that you can get in any grocery store and it's uh it's brutal and wonderful at the same time major dickinson i think it's dickinson it looks like dickinson but it's oh, in yeah major dickinson's blend coffee it's, it really gets me uh popping okay all right. Well, say the sign off. Uh, I can't remember the sign off. I know it's. I'll whisper it. I'll whisper it, and you say it like. I'll like toss you the line. Four twenty. Four twenty. Wiener balls. Wiener balls. Boo boo. Boo boo. Lit fam. Lit fam. Four twenty. Wiener balls. Boo boo. Lit. Fam. Nailed it. All right. That's it. All right. I gotta run. Dude, thank you. That was fucking good. That was very, very good. I loved <laughs> it's it. Interesting. That was great. That was great. So I'll put this one out. So I'm going to put the one we did earlier out on Wednesday. This one will probably go out on Monday. Okay, cool, man. I'll get it to you as soon as it's ready. Take your time. Take your time. Have a good night, bro. Have a safe trap. Let me know. uh, Message me. Let me know if you're catching that flight or not. Okay, man. Talk to you later.